Disclaimer, the content you are about to consume includes explicit language and or explicit topics and is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is also not safe for work. We recommend headphones if you are in a public place. Enjoy. What's up, fuckers? (laughs) Welcome back. It's only been 700 years. Been 84 years. Holy moly. Was it Titanic? No, wasn't it 84 years? I thought it was that. I think so. Was it 90? Crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch that movie recently. I thought that was a uh, Doctor Who thing. It probably is multiple things, but that's what I remember. Hmm. Um, well, this is a really good topic for us to be talking about today, considering we're very much not in a good headspace at the moment. Oh my god! So, as y'all can see, we're talking about mental health on a day where we're quite literally just just fucking goddamn stupid Mike struggle stay. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Stay. <laughs> you know what? A moment while she uh readjusts her microphone. It's like hey, elevator music fucking. Just stay, okay? Just stop moving. Hey <laughs> So we're hopeful that these new mics that we got are better than what we used to use. We were like tearing our last mics and got some new ones because we were having some audio issues, as you all probably heard, and it wasn't the best. But we've been, you know, MIA recently. Life happened, you know. Yeah, sick man is sick. And then the weather. So, I feel like the last time we recorded was before my birthday, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it, yeah, so. Almost, holy shit, isn't it almost a month? Almost a month. Holy crap. Literally almost a month. Yeah. Well, we're back. It would say better than ever, but I think that's a lie. Yeah. Considering I'm still sick. Like, well, like, I I am, but I'm not. Like, I'm not sick, I'm not actively sick, but I still have a stupid cough, and I still get some mucus in my sinuses. But, but it was... either had the flu or I had COVID. I don't think it was COVID because I didn't catch more. But even then, it's iffy. Before we get into our mental health talk, shall we do? Do you have a BS of the week? So you're getting sick, right? Yeah, yeah. It's literally me getting sick. Go for that one. The it's... fact that I still have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. That is that is my bullshit week. And it's bullshit the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So for two of those weeks, the reason why we didn't record is just because of illness. And then after that, we lived in an area that got hit really badly with weather, which is one of mine is the ridiculous ass weather for BS of the week because, you know, it just blew in and it went from cold to snow to ice and now a little bit back to normal. So it's supposed to stay that way. Yeah. We were supposed to record last weekend, but the roads were not safe enough for me to come out because it was supposed to start freezing rain while I was here if I'd come. So, but yeah. So you gotta say ridiculous ass weather out here. And then my microwave decided to crap out last week. (laughs) 
and in the middle of all that bad weather. And so we ordered one from Lowe's, which is right by our house. And it took a week to get delivered and installed. So we just got a new microwave on Friday. So you never really realize like how much you use something, especially in your kitchen, until like, something goes out and you don't have it. Like, dude, not having a microwave was shockingly annoying in yeah. so many ways. Like, I'd go to make something for like lunch or dinner or breakfast or any of those meals. And I was like, wait a minute. I can't heat anything up in the microwave. Heating up leftovers took longer. There were certain items in the kitchen that like, I didn't want to cook because I couldn't microwave it, which it's made for the microwave, so. But yeah, you guys, we had some, a uh, little bit of BS for the last couple of weeks. Okay. Oh, God. So, the first one is that men and women can be friends. Ooh. Apparently, that is making its way around threads again. Um, which, as a bisexual person, like, well... Men and women can't be friends because then they'll be attracted to her, and then, and and then people will cheat. And I'm like, I am bisexual. I can be attracted to everybody, and I don't cheat. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Because with that logic, I wouldn't be able to be friends with literally anybody. Everybody is friends. Like apparently, <laughs> goddamn. Like you, they know how to put it in the fucking energy to do that like you're you being a cheater has nothing to do with your sexual orientation you can't keep it in your pants that's a you problem that's not whether you're a guy or a girl yeah. like, it has nothing to do with, this, with your gender agree it's so true and like you know, we're both mine and i've heard that from so many people i've heard of tons of like lesbian women who will not date bi girls because they're like oh they're more likely to cheat but then they'll turn around and be like but this straight girl's really hot though yeah and i'm like excuse me like I'm more likely to shun you according to your brain because I like men too, but like you go for a literal straight girl. Yeah. Really? Like that's that's not okay. Yeah. And then there was something going around where of course like I find it because someone who I follow like commented or quoted on it. But there was this girl and it's always one of the stupid like I'm a self-influencer. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, where apparently um, ADHD and autism started around the same time that pesticides and preservatives oh, came to light. And I was like, no. ADHD and autism have been around for a lot longer than that. They just didn't have a diagnosis. Yeah. Where do you think the fucking diagnosis came from? You think somebody just imagined it? And then suddenly it came to be real. No, people were having those symptoms, were experiencing those things, and then they came up with a diagnosis for it, as with everything else. Literally has nothing to do with preservatives or any of the chemicals or pesticides, blah, 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 blah. Develops in the fetal brain. It's literally genetic. Like, it's kind of fair to notice how people are because she's a is a lot of them seem to have this idea of like, oh my god, but there's so many more people like this now. And it's like, it's just because there's more, like, there's more people getting diagnosed. It's the same thing with like, there was a huge rush of people coming out as part of the LGBTQIA plus community when it became legalized, not like, you would do that without getting arrested, you know? Well, the thing is, is that the 
One of the reasons why it seems so prevalent is because we have social media. Right, exactly, yeah. Like, people were still getting diagnosed, people were still coming out before social media. The only reason why it seems more prevalent is because of social media, because people are talking about things more and more. That's why a lot of things that didn't seem like problems seem like problems. Like, it's, it's nothing new, it's just newly talked about. Because people have access to the internet. Well, this is why representation is so much more important. Yeah. Because it needs to be normalized. That's why she's barking. She. But, yeah, no, it's... Well, and another thing is that... And I know exactly where this person got it from, and she was cherry-picking. Um, I think it was... Oh, I can't remember the exact college. I think it was UC Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, where there was a paper that was published, yeah. um, and of course they didn't have like really any actual research about it, um, but it was like, you know, like oh, like preservatives and pesticides could be potentially linked to this stuff, but there are no studies say like showing that, you know, kids who eat organically versus those who don't show any difference in health whatsoever right like there is no evidence showing that people's health is actually better than like when they eat organically than if they don't like i'm not against eating organic like i think organic can contribute to more health in some ways because i was like looking into it more but at the same time it's like for one it is not acceptable for not acceptable not accessible for a lot of people because of how expensive it is. Oh, yeah. And because of, like, in some place, in, like, especially in some rural places, it's just not accessible whatsoever. Right. And, again, like I said, there are no studies showing that, like, showing any health difference between people who do and don't eat organically. Right. No, absolutely. It's, I think the problem is, is there was just the idea of what it could be, like, give for benefits, and people kind of ran with it. And what, they were like, okay, well, this is a really great way to buy organic is by fear hungering. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, literally, okay. There is no such thing as non GMO corn. Who's that? Because all yellow corn is GMO. Yeah. The whole, like, like when we grew up in school, they called it Indian corn. Because it was really multicolored, and when the Native Americans were here, like that was the corn that grew, and right. people like bred certain genetics and the fucking uh, Punnett Square shit. Like, right. you learned that in school. No yellow corn is non GMO. <laughs> no potatoes are non GMO. There are no actual organic potatoes. Like, you know, those are also one of the healthiest starch, like, sources. Let's just... I, I get where some people are coming from. Because if you look into it, it's like, oh, chemicals, pesticides, blah, 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 blah. Like, should you eat healthy? Yeah, but the person who, like... The only way to actually determine if eating organically is better for health in general mm-hmm. is if you take one person who has um who is like completely healthy 
and have them eat completely organically versus someone who has the same exact diet, just not organic. They have to follow a specific diet and have it be organic and not organic and see if there's really any difference. Like, their change in activity level, like, they, there can't be any change in activity level. Mm-hmm. Everything else has to stay the same. They have to have the same routine. And you can't physically possibly do that. Right. It's just like a lot. Yeah. You you, you can't actually do that. It's just, I don't know. It's annoying. I'm like, it's, it's, there's literally evidence showing that ADHD and autism are highly genetic and developed in the fetal brain. Yep. We don't know anything of what causes it, per se. We just know that there are some, like, we do know what doesn't cause it. Vaccines do not cause autism. Right. If vaccines caused autism, then both of my brothers, who are twins, they were born the same day, they grew up in the same womb, like, both of them would be autistic. And one of them would not be, like, it wouldn't be one autistic and one or the other. Like, also, our younger shared brother would also be autistic. Everybody in my family is vaccinated. Some people are autistic. Or not. My mother is not autistic. My stepdad is not autistic. My dad is not autistic. You know where it came from? My great grandfather and my uncle. That is where we start, like, actually seeing. Yeah. And genetics are weird. They can change around and move shit around all the time. Yeah. It's just. <sighs> There's just some things that you learn in high school. Yeah. That people end up forgetting and it's like oh blah 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 like we literally learned the basics of this in high school that completely negates whatever you said You're gonna really love these two ridiculous ones that I have here. So I'm gonna go with the second one I actually wrote first because that one happened first. So I was told by a misogynist that male suicide rates are higher because of women. Like not even just straight up like, oh, it's not the it's not the fact that male suicide rates are higher. Like they females are more prone to suicidal ideation yes and, and attempts but successfully men have committed more suicide but that's not what this guy's saying no he straight up was like men could more men commit suicide because women treat them badly and i was like okay well that's not the case but also i looked it up and i researched it and the reason why is because women have way more tendency to reach out for help whether it's to their peers or to a professional Many men, because of a variety of things, do not tend to do that. And you want to know the main reason? It's because of men. Mm-hmm. Because men have made it seem like reaching out for help, even if it's privately, 
even if you're not going to social media or you're not talking to everybody in your family like even if you're trying to like stay stoic and whatnot in front of everybody else other men primarily there are women who contribute to it but it stems from other men have put such a huge stigma on mental health that other men are like are afraid of going like are of asking and reaching out for help because they think like they have been taught that reaching out for help means that they're weak Mm -hmm. and they're not like they're not supposed to be weak they don't want to be seen as like nobody actually wants to be seen as weak but for some reason if you're a man and you reach out for help you're somehow even weaker than everybody else yeah it's like no just because like getting a diagnosis does not suddenly give you what that diagnosis is you have always had it even when you didn't have a diagnosis it's the same thing just because somebody's reaching out for help for depression doesn't mean that they're suddenly depressed they have been depressed and they just just decided to reach out for help like it doesn't change what has actually it doesn't change the reality of things it it, it yeah, I, uh, I hate it. That was really quite a unique one for me because I've heard other men kind of make similar comments, but like this one was straight up like, men are doing this because women are awful to them. And it's like, well, considering the history of how bad men have treated women, wouldn't you guess that in reality that should be switched around? Especially because more women have are, and are prone to de- depression issues. I looked that up too. That statistic is much higher. So yeah, that was fun. And the other one though... That was a really interesting one for me was I got into it with a woman who was like, if you don't give your seat on a plane so that a parent can sit with their child, you're lazy and entitled and an asshole and you're a bad person. And it's like, okay, I get it. You want to sit with your kid and you're not sitting with them. But that likely happened because you didn't buy your tickets in time and didn't pre-plan. And like, for me, it's like, the parents should be sitting with their kid, especially because of like safety problems. Like, I would hate to be sitting next to a kid and have their parent be like behind or across the mm-hmm. aisle, and then the kid next to me just starts screaming. Right. Like, how am I supposed to handle that? Right. Not my kid. But also, especially nowadays, you can pick your own seat. Well, exactly. So, like, why, like, that. Do I think that you should at the very least consider switching seats so that way the parent is with the child? Yes. Because of safety reasons. But if you don't do that, I don't think that that makes you entitled. Like it, like the parent should have prepared better, like should or should, whatever, like you have the option to pick seats yeah. well, on a flight. I've seen it before where it happens that, like, something happens and a family's not sitting together and there's a young child. And usually when that happens, you can go over to the check-in gate, like, where you're sitting, and you can tell the flight attendants that and the students of that, and they'll help you figure it out. But the problem was, is this woman that I was talking to, arguing with, was basically insisting, like, if you don't do this, you're a bad person because you shouldn't do it because it's a small thing and you're you know being more considerate of others and her whole thing which what the comment started out with which why i know she's not being genuine about safety is she had commented on a friend of mine's video about the idea that a lot of parents are pretty entitled to the idea that, like 
you should have to do this for me because I have a there's a yeah. lot of people like that but like I, I, think I, I agree with the lady to a point yeah. with like the the comment of like it it's much better to switch just all around but again to a point that doesn't make you a bad person right like just because there's a parent doesn't mean that the world revolves around them well, and like this woman, her whole thing is she started out by saying her whole comment was, well, if you don't move, then you can sit next to my four-year-old as if it's like a... Why did you put your four-year-old to sit by themselves? Exactly. And that was the argument was like, if you are bad at planning when you're traveling with your child and you know you have to, that is nobody else's problem but yours. Yeah, it's like... Like, I, I, I book ahead of time and pick my seat for a reason. I pick the seat that I sit in for a reason. Because at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. We're all sitting on this plane flying for who knows how long. And then another thing is, like, if you, like, like you said, if you just talk to, like, the steward, mm-hmm. or, like, even if you ask a person nicely. Exactly. And, like, hey, I am so sorry. These, like, we'll, we'll take, like, kind of, like, an extreme situation, for example. Like, mm-hmm. my mother is on her deathbed, and we are trying to fly, and it was very last, like, we, I just got the call yesterday. These were the last two seats. Obviously, you know, my son is very young. And I, I was wondering if you would be okay with switching seats so that way if they end up struggling, then I am right there and you wouldn't have to do Well, that's funny you say that, is that she actually used that, but she was not saying it that way. Her whole thing is, well, what if they're flying to see a sick and dying family member? And, it, and I was like, well, first of all, I've been in that situation, and at that point in time, I could have strapped myself to the fucking wing of that flight if it made, it made it where I needed to be. But I was like... And, like, having a kid is a bit different. Yeah. But again, that still doesn't mean that the whole world revolves around yeah, it. It is not entirely you, the people catering to you. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to tell her, and she did not seem to get that. And you know me. I'm, I'm not really huge on kids. I don't hate them. I'm just not for them, like, for myself. And so she brought out the fuck them kids and fuck you too out of me because it's like, if you're going to be nice about it and ask nicely and have manners, then I'll usually be pretty nice back. But her attitude was, well, you should do that because it's the right thing to do. And it's like, sweetheart, I am not catering to you being entitled. Like, I picked my seat on this flight because I wanted to sit here. If you're asking nicely and not being a dick about it, I probably will help you, but if you come up to me and pretty much insist that you that you need me to switch seats because you couldn't get your seat with your four-year-old child, I'm probably going to say no just because you're being a dickhead. Well, it's like, I don't want to have to deal with your kid if they're upset. I really don't. Should you have prepared better? Yes. In my opinion, should I technically at least consider switching seats if you ask yes but fucking ask nicely yeah ask nicely try and go through official routes to get some sort of like accommodation or anything like that like see what all of your possibilities are don't just walk up to somebody and expect them to cater to your ever every need no matter what the situation is like nobody wants to deal with your fucking kid like definitely like in in an extreme situation you got the call late last night you need to go they're probably gonna die today yeah these are the only two seats available 
if you have gone through every route, and even if you haven't, like, you see somebody sitting next to your kid. You want to sit next to your kid, especially for safety reasons, but just in case, you know, they get emotional and like that. Like, it's all around precautions. Like, all around precautions. Ask nicely. Yeah, don't expect them to cater to your every need. If they say no, see if there is something else. Because if your kid is sitting next to somebody and you are sitting somewhere else and the person that your kid's sitting next to doesn't want to move, see if maybe potentially the person that's next to you is okay with moving. See if there's different avenues. Maybe see if there's like a couple and it's like, I would hate to split you guys apart. But is there any way that we can switch you seats so that way I'm next to my child? Like, it, I don't know. It's just, no matter what the situation, the world doesn't revolve around you. Whether you have a kid or not, doesn't revolve around you. Whether you're pregnant or not, doesn't revolve around you. Whether you're old or not, doesn't revolve around you. Like, it, because it's the same thing with old people. Oh, God. It's like, do I think... If there is some old lady and I'm sitting in a spot and I really don't need to sit like on a train or something and there's an old lady that comes and there's nowhere else like she has to stand. Right. Am I going to get up and offer my seat? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's like a me thing. Like, yeah, I am showing some form of respect, Mm. but also it's just like, lady, it's a lot safer if you sit and I stand, but... That does not mean that she is entitled to that. That does not mean that if I don't move, that I should be berated and told that I'm a shit person. Exactly. Because I'm not. Because you never know. Maybe I have a fucking fracture in my thigh and you don't even know about that. What it, maybe if I stand up, I'm going to faint. Like, there are other people on this train that can get up and sit. Like, can get up and stand while she sits. Like, That's the thing. I think people... Well, they're old, so you should cater... No! Fuck no! They don't get to cut me in line! If I saw them and I was like, Oh, man, they only have, like, two items and I have a full cart. And, like, they got a little walker. Here. You can go ahead. But if they just, like, cut in front of me, I'm like, um... Excuse me. I was here first. Yeah. Oh, like, there was some today? There was a no... Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) that was a whole fucking family but like there was a I was going to the pharmacy to get meds and line was long but there was a gap where the aisle was so that way people could go through and I'm standing like right on the edge of the aisle and this lady just comes in and tries to like cut in front of me I'm like um ma'am the line is back there she's like oh I didn't know that. I'm like, you, I'm literally standing right here. You almost ran into me. But that was nice. I was like, yeah. Unfortunately, it's a busy day. She's like, I might just go get my dog food. It's like, be my guest. Yeah. I think the thing that people are missing here is it's all about kind of how you present to people. Number one, like if you're being nice about it, it'll get you a really long way. But number two, you have to be ready for the idea that the answer will be no and no is an acceptable answer. If, some, if you ask somebody, hey, can you move seats with me so I can sit next to my kid and their answer is no, that has to be okay because at the end of the day, that is their seat. They don't have to give it to you. Yeah. Like, 
and it doesn't make them a bad person if they say no that's their choice and that's the thing that woman was missing was she sat there basically being like because i have a child and my child is small you should have to cater to me no that attitude is not okay that attitude is not valid because nobody has to cater to you at all no matter what and i think people forget that I did have a really fun one that popped up yesterday that didn't make it onto this list where I had a guy tell me that the reason why women have struggles in today's society is not because of patriarchal issues. It's not because of our society, like, you know, making a joke out of rape or anything like that. He said the reason why women have issues in today's society and are treated badly in all this is because of equality. He's like, equality was sold to you guys, but we can get away with treating you badly. What? It's easier for you guys when you didn't have equality. I'm blah. What? Yeah, that was, a, he was trying to feed the line of like, women had it easier when we weren't equals. And then he was, women had it easier when it was legal for us to beat on them. And treat them like property. Yeah. And he was like, you know, women and men aren't the same. And of course, you know, my patty said, he's like, women and men are the same. You and I aren't on the same level. And I was like, yeah, you're correct. I would never be that low of a level, dude. It's like, you cannot even imagine the level of ridiculousness that you have to be to believe that the reason why women have issues today in the world is because of equality. I don't even know where that was in his brain, but it decided to show up there, and it probably shouldn't have. So I have just too many people on fucking internet who just wants to argue. There are a lot of them, yeah. They just, it fits words every day. And a it's shitty because no matter what you say, it's not going to change. Oh, well, yeah. So it's like, do I say something and call them out on their shit? Or do I just kind of like let other people do it because it's not going to change their minds and they're a fucking idiot anyway? It's like, let them make a fool of themselves type mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, and he was doing that on my friend's post. Like, he just went off on her and it's like, it, was, it wasn't even about like equality on her post. That's the thing. It's like, he was talking about something completely different and he just decided to bring up equality. And he was feeding her all that. It's it's because of the quality. I just sat back and watched it. I was like, holy crap. And she literally was like, dude, that's not even what this post is about. And he's like, but yes, it is. And she's like, it's really not. You decided to make it about that when I wasn't. And it's like, wow, you know, I just don't understand that. Like, and to this point, it's like he's, people like that are looking for a way to just express ridiculous views. And I, I don't know why, but they are. But yeah, that was my dumbest comment of the week. Lovely old time for me. Now we get into our mental health talk. So as we've mentioned before multiple times, we are both neurospices. We have some different things, though. And we thought it would be a good idea to kind of talk about this because a lot of people are affected by different neurodivergencies and it looks different for everybody. So I I will say, and this might be controversial, and it is not... It is... I don't know how to explain it. It's not meant to, like, make anything you experience less. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not. 
Um, the reason why I added slash mental health issues is because technically anxiety and depression are not neurodivergent. Mm, that's true. So like anxiety and depression typically caused by things throughout life, whereas neurodivergencies are usually what you're born with. Right. Um, so like autism, ADHD, OCD. Right. Um, borderline personality disorder. Like those are all neurodivergencies. Um, that can, and like anxiety and depression can be comorbid caused by neurodivergencies. Yeah. So like OCD, a big aspect about it that's almost centered is anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then with that comes depression. And a lot of my anxiety and depression was caused by being undiagnosed ADHD and not. Yeah. And not. So that's the reason why I changed it in the notes. That makes sense. But I also wanted to like say something because it's not putting down what you. Oh yeah, whatsoever. I know. Like it's not making it any less than. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Some people might try and come at me with comments like. But my brain is different because of anxiety and depression. And I'm like, don't come for her for that, you guys, because she knows. I'm like, she knows that, honey. That is that is not what I'm saying whatsoever. It's literally a divergence in your neural pathways. It is like, you guys, this neurodivergence is different than mental health. Yeah. yeah A lot of neurodivergencies can cause mental health issues, though. Yes. This is coming from someone who has PTSD, depression, and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, again, is caused by being undiagnosed ADHD and autism because yeah. I was experiencing all the things and had absolutely no idea what was going on and had no way of coping with things. I have come a long way since then. I have, like, almost no depression or anxiety. Like, I have my moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is not chronic anymore. Right. Like, lucky for me, because I was able to figure out what the fuck was going on and kind of go at it accordingly. Right. When I started ADHD meds for the first time, my anxiety level went from like a thousand down to like a two. And it was very situational. And depression has gone down even more so. Like I still have my moments, but it is not chronic. I am not thinking about offing myself every single fucking day. No. Like sometimes I get intrusive thoughts. Right. Very occasionally. But anyways, yeah, long tangent. I just wanted to explain things. You're fine. If I just brings me back to the, wow, that was autistic of you. (laughs) That is not factually correct. (laughs) I am not a slut or a whore. Don't call me your pretty little slut or your pretty little whore because that is factually inaccurate. (laughs) Is this driving home? Now, powerful for working various in time when we're having this conversation where we were talking about how like Shay doesn't really love the degradation thing yeah she said it's not just because she doesn't like it it's because it's actually <laughs> she's not a slut she's I, not a whore i am all for being a slut and being a whore but i have been in a relationship for the last 10 years with the same man so i'm like technically factually it is inaccurate it is incorrect like she went Whole tangent while she talked, I just silently waited. When she paused, I was like, That was so autistic. <laughs> and I was like, well, You know, that's not the same for autistic. Of course, she was, and it was the meanest thing because then you really went, Well, actually, you have business to see. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that was telling my partner, like, I told my partner the same thing about how, like, I was talking to you about it. And he's like, That was such an autistic thing for you to say. And I was like, I know. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
So I will, yeah, I'll go first. So I have diagnosed anxiety disorder, and no, we're not going to call OCD tendencies. There's no, oh my god, I have OCD tendencies. <laughs> I just, I wanted to flip a table when she said that. So I had a psychiatrist diagnose me with anxiety disorder, and she then went on to say, "You have OCD tendencies," and it's like that's not really a thing because I have OCD. Um, she was very hesitant to diagnose it though, and I'm not quite sure why, but she was. For some reason, diagnosing people outside of autism and ADHD is very taboo. Yeah, it's a little weird. Especially when we were kids. Yeah. And then, of course, the depression thing is something I've dealt with for years. Like, a long time. So, it's been um, an uphill battle. Those are my three that I'm playing on the home. CD tendencies. I am sorry. Do my cells have cancerous tendencies or do I have cancer? Asthma tendencies, or what do I ask? Like, seriously, it's ridiculous. Tendencies, or am I pregnant? Like, they're saying you're a little bit pregnant. That's you're not a little right. Exactly. Well, everybody knows I have ADHD, testing. Really? And <laughs> are we sure about that? I, I, I came right out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. Are you? Are you sure? Are you sure about that? You sure about that? Are you sure about that? Before anybody gets panties for the first time, clinically diagnosed with them. Yes. Um, literally, one of the most autistic things I did was prepare for my ADHD and my autism evaluations with a whole bunch of research, a whole bunch of notes of like what I experienced, like a fucking binder and notebook full of shit, to my appointment. Literally, I told the psychiatrist who was doing my autism eval about how like I had all of this stuff, and he just kind of gave me a look. Because it was like a, it was a Zoom thing, and he just kind of like, okay. Was his Britney already there, Fiat? Yeah. And like at the same time, I was like, I was stimming, and he like was going through things, and like told him about like one of the biggest things that was like, like a huge realization moment was the scripting, mm. and like people can do that out of like some social anxiety things, but like. I do it for literally every single conversation just about. Yeah. And I thought everybody did that. I thought that was normal. What is not? Not everybody does that. Nobody, like, not everybody prepares for any sort, like, any conversation. And, in, like, okay, if this person says this, I'm going to say this. Say this, then I'm going to say this. And if they say this, then I'm going to say this. Like, literally practicing in my head or, like, practicing facial expressions in the mirror. It's like... Wow, so that's not something that everybody does. I hated this. Because I always assume the same thing. It's like, wait, you mean not everybody does this? Yeah. Well, and it's like, <laughs> it's hilarious because, like, I was thinking about it. And when I got diagnosed, um, like, when I got my autism diagnosis, I told my mom right afterwards. Because at first, like, I told her that I was getting evaluated for it. And she was, she was a little hesitant because with my brother he showed a lot of like stereotypical autism autism signs and that was what we grew up with right so like she was like well you never did this or this or this and i was like well i didn't do what he did specifically but i did the same thing in a different way yeah i did this and this and this and well, like i never knew that aren't we finding out like a lot of mental health professionals are finding out too that like it manifests differently in little girls versus little boys, yeah, right? So, like, it's it more so, yeah, more difficult to diagnose girls. Yeah, it's not a linear spectrum. It's like it is 
it's not just like a left side it's not the political spectrum. yeah it's not it's not left right and middle it is a whole bunch of different leads like a whole bunch of different pieces of yarn reforming into the same like into this ball and maps that you see in like crime shows where it's like all connected exactly exactly but yeah and then i told her about my diagnosis and she's like i'm sorry that i didn't realize it before and i was like i'm gonna say another thing that's probably controversial like a lot of my mental health issues stemmed i would say like half of it stemmed from being undiagnosed and just not knowing how to navigate things and like cope and whatnot and the other half of it came from the trauma that i experienced like never directly from my parents but it was like from other factors in my life anyways i digress um i don't think with how things were back then that me being diagnosed with either would have actually been that beneficial for me i feel like if i was diagnosed with either i would have actually been like hold back a little yeah held back like i people would not have taken me seriously yeah. when i then, yeah. told them about like all like all the research that like dolphins and what like people they would not have actually listened to what i had to say mm. they would have automatically just had this thought like oh well you're adhd autism blah, blah, yeah blah, blah. also you couldn't co-diagnose adhd and autism until 2013 anyways by that time i was already in high school so like i don't know like being like diagnosed has been detrimental but also i don't think the alternative would have been beneficial right honestly no i, I agree with that because i was late diagnosed with my anxiety and ocd i was in my 20s i think i was 23 24 maybe nope yeah, 24, when I got my diagnosis. And I mean, yeah, and same thing. Like, it probably wouldn't have helped me too much. It would have been, and I, well, you and I are only a few years apart, but, like, I wouldn't have even medicated as kid for that. And mm-hmm. Medications by that point, when I was a kid, probably wouldn't have been as developed as they are now. Well, and, like, emotionally, I probably would have been, like, put on fucking lithium or something because of my meltdowns instead of just, like, being told, like, okay if you keep crying you're gonna make yourself sick like yeah suck it up type of thing Dude, like, nothing will make me stop anything faster than like, you're gonna make yourself throw up and i'll just stop whatever it is nah. that's absolutely not yeah i 100 percent have the phobia that i check for it's called a metaphobia but yeah i am 1000 percent like it's to the point where i'll be out in public and like i look around and think like hopefully nobody <laughs> like that my brain will do that <laughs> And definitely don't have anxiety disorder at all. No. Well, oh. the thing is, like, the anxiety comes from your OCD. Yeah. No, yeah. That, like, oh, like that. <laughs> it, so the whole, like, OCD intent, like, no, you have, you have OCD. Yeah. That just causes you to have anxiety. Because big thing about OCD is it, a lot of anxiety stems from it because of the OCD. Because, like, and one of the things that, like, that i've learned about like the difference between ocd and because a lot of autistic people have ocd as a comorbidity yeah um i 
I know I don't have the stereotypical kind. Mm -hmm. If I have any kind, I don't know what it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, but how I how I know the difference between it was just anxiety as opposed to being OCD is I don't have to do these certain steps or else my house is gonna. Oh, see, I do. Like and like and like that's obviously like a stereotypical like dramatized. Right, but it is reality is different. Yeah, like and. And honestly, no. So, like, and, like, being your friend has also helped me learn a lot about because, like, I've kind of questioned it, but I was like, I don't, it doesn't quite fit. Like, bipolar disorder, because I was having meltdowns and whatnot, didn't quite fit. Yeah. And um, so I, I would, like, kind of compare things. Like, well, like, when I leave the house, I do worry about whether I locked the door. But it's not one of those, like, every night, Again, this is a very exaggerated example. CDs. Very exaggerated, potentially stereotypical. Like, for example, like, not every night at, like, 9 o'clock, I have to go and check all the doors three times, make sure everything is deadbolted, go through the motions, or else my house is going to burn down, or else somebody's going to break into the house and kill everybody. I don't have those tendencies. Right, yeah. I have the... I'm going to drive, and if somebody comes up to the side, I'm going to hunk. That's my anxiety because of because of my PTSD. Yeah, into you. Yeah, it's what things what my what our um not everyone's in mentalology are not as well as like what we wish people understood about it. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do the understood part first? Do you want me to? Um. We're on number four, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. What I wish people understood. Okay. Yeah. Um. So first thing. Again, something that may also be kind of... ADHD does, like, I have as much ADHD as I do have But in a way, the ADHD doesn't affect me as much as autism does to where it's disabling. Like, there's a lot of, like, disabling type factors, but the autism just kind of overtakes a significant part of that. Right. Um... So, like, for me, like, the severity scale, like, the autism is the ADHD part. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, society being like, oh, it's quirky, squirrel, shiny, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Just not- Anyways. Um, so, for some reason, people think that autistic people can't lie. I don't know where that's in. I'm like, oh, honey, even before I was diagnosed, I was like, that's not fucking true. My brother lies all the goddamn time. And he's like level two. I had somebody try to tell me that they, they couldn't lie yeah. to me because they were autistic. And I was oh, like, I'm actually autistic. And she would say the absolute truth. I'm like, I'm like lower support needs. And I lied all the time. I do, I do still do like little white lies and whatnot out of like survival instinct habits. Because the reason why I lied is because it was survival instinct. It was my fight or flight. Yeah. So, like, my last job, I lied about why I was quitting. Yeah. Technically, I didn't actually... Technically, I didn't because I didn't actually tell them why I was quitting. But, like, the reason why I took that, like, week off before I officially quit, I technically lied. With the permission of my grandmother, I used her as an example. Like, I used her as the reason. Yeah. 
that's out of like a survival. I don't want it to come around bite me in the ass. Yeah, which is a little bit bullish. Yeah, like, and I used to lie all the time as a kid. Again, <laughs> for me, it was out of survival instincts. Autistic people can lie. Fucking my brother, who's moderate support needs, lied all the fucking time. Oh my god, still does sometimes. I can just catch him in a lie because I know his habits, and like so can my parents. Because I like we know how to read him because we know him so right. Exactly. But he fucking lies. He can lie. Um, also, and I have a little tangent that stems off of this. I do have empathy, a bit too much. Again, another reason, like another thing, some people believe that autistic people don't have any empathy, which is not the case. I'm like, bitch. I cried because I couldn't bring the three straight dogs that go around the house yep. and I couldn't keep them. I cried because one of them jumped the fence and now they were separated and I didn't know if they were going to find each other. I, I sobbed because of... I sobbed! Like, I have so much empathy to the point where it's a little too much. I feel like on... Saying, I'm an empath. Oh, it's so fucking... I'm like, I cannot stand that it's like if you have empathy that's something that you're an empath yeah there's a big difference <laughs> and as somebody who comes from a spiritual family there is a huge difference yeah. between having empathy and being yeah. an empath well and again using my brother as an example moderate support needs he has like we share the same love and empathy for animals like, to the point to where we will stop. Like, I literally asked my mom to stop the car because we passed by a bird that looked injured and I wanted to get it out of the road. Didn't we drove down to a store and we were, we were driving in a downtown area, not the best area of where I live, you know what I'm talking about? Like, where uh, mm -hmm. the bad part of it is. And then there's a little dog running through the road and I looked at John, the dog in the room. And he's like, do you want me to pull over and stop? Well, I was like, no, there's nothing to do. He's running away. He said, I felt so bad. I was like, no. That makes me uncomfortably sad when I see like, yeah, I was running, she's running loose. It just like, and there's like nothing that you can hear. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't. And a big part of it is because a lot of autistic people don't express empathy in the way that is typical. Yeah you know, neurotypical. Um, so people think that they just can't be empathetic. And I'm like, no, like one of the true crime groups that I was a part of blatantly said that like somebody who's autistic is more likely to be a serial killer. And I'm like, I'm like, where the fuck did you get that from? And I was like, oh, well, it's just a fact. I'm like, no, the fuck it's not. That's not the same fucking thing. You can be autistic and have antisocial personality. We have both. But you can be well, you can have both, yeah. but that doesn't mean that if you have one, then you inherently have the exactly. other. Exactly. Because you can have one and not have the other oh, whatsoever. I've met somebody with APZ of autism, and it's yeah. a striking difference. Yeah, my fucking sperm sharer, because he's a piece of fucking garbage, is not autistic whatsoever, but he has APD. Yeah. And he's who I would call a sociopath because he's fucking a criminal. Yeah. 
Like, there are a lot of people who have narcissistic personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder who do not have any, like, criminal history. Like, they don't, they don't do any of those things. So, like, I don't call those people, like, psychopaths or sociopaths. But, like, Ted Bundy, he's a psychopath. Yeah, and that's... And for anybody who doesn't know that, the reason why there's a difference is because in the crime world, it's more than just NPD or APD. It has that crime factor yeah. associated with it. And that's where uh, sociopath- sociopathy and, like, psychopathy come in. Yep, that's where that changes. Yeah, though, I'm not going to call somebody who's got NPD automatically the other one because they're not... I know. Like, automatic. It has yeah. to have a crime. But, like, my, my sperm sharer, he's a sociopath. Oh, yes, for sure. We tried getting him so much help. And it... I can't say that if he didn't grow up how he did, that he wouldn't be. But I feel like it would be extremely less likely of him having APD if he didn't grow up with all the trauma in his childhood. Like, I sincerely believe... Actually, no. I know for a fact... That if he actually had a good childhood, he would not have done the shit that he did. Like, but because, but like his bad childhood just changed the fucking brain chemistry in his head. And he ended up killing a puppy because it annoyed him. He stomped it to death. And then it got to the point to where he was playing with knives and he was talking about stabbing people. And then he ended up, and this is a massive trigger warning for csa so like skip the next like at least 10 seconds he ended up molesting a five-year-old child the little sister of his girlfriend at the time when he was 15 16 he went to prison for it thank fucking god i hope he's dead and i would never really ever say that about anybody but i hope to whatever fucking god is out there listening to me that he's dead and that he's run there to live. Deserves. Yeah, there are. And I, I'm going to be honest, y'all. There are people who deserve that. I've known several. I've been related to a couple. There are people who are just downright and deserve that. He deserves that. Like, I, if he was out in the fucking street, I would definitely want to shoot him in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, I would definitely want to go to prison just to murder him and take him out. Because mm-hmm. the world is a lot better than him. And I, I was one of the people that tried. I loved him so much and i tried to be there for him and didn't fucking matter and he went to he was evaluated by (laughs) a psychologist and literally told my dad he knows the difference between right and wrong he just doesn't care yep which is like the definition of apd yeah that is again not saying that if you have apd then you're automatically going to be a criminal you may be more prone to criminal, like, violence-type tendencies. You may... I don't have a lot of research into that part. Right. You may be more apt to succumb to those types of things um, because of the typical lack of empathy for it. Right. That does not automatically make you a criminal. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm saying at all. But... Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to your ADHD one more? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Um, but so if you don't know, I have ADHD. Um, it definitely expresses itself like literally every fucking day. And of fucking course, I have 
combination ADHD. I have the strict need routine, need to follow the schedule. Everything needs to go how I expect it and how I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Combined with, I want everything to change right now. I am going to be super hyperactive and bouncing off the walls. And I'm not going to be able to process anything that anybody is telling me. And I want to go skydiving. Like, it, it is a constant battle in my head. Like... Um, what of Bo Burnham's old skits, literally left brain, right brain? Yeah. That, if I had to describe having both autism and ADHD at the same time, it would be, literally be that clip. It's like, is it the, is I am the left brain, I am the left brain, I work really hard to my inevitable death brain. And then isn't the other side? Oreos and pussy. Yeah, it's like, you got a job to do, you better do it right. And it's like, I like Oreos and pussy. She's just saying, by the way. And I'm just like, like, if I had to explain it without getting into the depth of it, like, it would be that clip. Like, this is what is going on in my head all the goddamn day. And I don't know what to fucking do about Like, which is one of the reasons why I tend to, like, contradict myself. I am literally a walking contradiction. And so I contradict myself and feel like a hypocrite with some things. Where it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'd never do that. And then I end up doing it. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. God damn it. But, yeah. yeah, no, it. And ADHD is a lot deeper than just, like, squirrels. And, oh, my God, I can't pay attention. Like, oh, my God, I'm bouncing off the wall. It's like, it goes a lot deeper than that. It. You end up, like, gaslighting yourself and questioning everything that you do and everything that you think because you feel like you can't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really gets to you sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's fun up in <laughs> It's great. It's a party. Uh, uh. So, what? Three. One of them is a neurodivergency, as we said, and the other two are mental health issues. So my OCD, as, as my psychiatrist said, OCD tendencies, but we're going to ignore that. Uh, I really wish people would understand that it's, like, it's really not just like, oh, I want this in its perfect place. Oh, my pens have to be yeah. perfectly lined up. Oh my God, my OCD is so quirky. <laughs> yeah, this is like, I need all of the labels and my cat's facing outward and I have a favorite pen that sits here and this and that. No, that's not what it is. And that's, there's so much more to it than that. And the other part of that is because people see it stereotypically as something like that, everybody's like, well, of course I have OCD. And it's like, no, you really don't. No, you just don't. Because you're particular or you're organized or you're picky about where your things go does not make you OCD. Just because you're a perfectionist, right? you're a type A personality, does not mean that you have OCD. Well, like I, I actually ended up having to teach my mom the difference because she does have OCD, but what she thought was OCD was not the OCD until I specified for her, like, do you do this? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, that's the OCD. You wanting to put everything back in its place isn't as much that as the things that I'll talk about later that she also had like I do. Yeah. Um, so my anxiety disorder, which is a mental health issue, it is not just something that I can I can calm down. And I really hate when people see me going through, you know, an anxiety moment or having a panic attack or any of that, or when my anxiety is spinning me. And the first thing is they go, just calm down. I would if I could. 
You think I want to feel like this? Why didn't I think of that? Wow, thanks, I'm feared. Yeah. Like, my partner had to do a lot of work himself to learn how to navigate that. And getting diagnosed, that's the part was really helpful, was he was able to learn, like, when I'm spinning, the last thing you want to tell me is that. He has become so good at catching what I'm spinning and helping me out of it. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, but, like, panic attacks don't always look the same, you guys. It's not always, like, the rocking and the crying and the hyperventilating. There's so many different aspects to it. And when you have diagnosed anxiety, you can spin into panic attacks that look way different. Like, when I have panic attacks, I zone out really hard to where, like, my brain turns off. And mine are... And part of it was, like, the shutdown, like, meltdown mm-hmm. part, like... Let's say, like, almost all of my anxiety was so, like, internal. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just be sitting there. I wouldn't, like, most of the time I wouldn't be, like, hyperventilating or crying or something. Like, I would just be in my head trying to keep back tears and just freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I, I was so anxious. I've had panic attacks where I've spun myself and, like, lashed out because I was so overwhelmed that when somebody, like, encroached into me and tried to talk to me or, like, calm me down that I didn't know what to, like, do about it and my partner has seen that a lot so like the other day i i was already stressed out and i left wet laundry on the kitchen table and i forgot about it and i remembered like an hour and a half later and i got really upset because i was already spinning and he tried to like come over and calm me down and i was like no don't placate me just help me like and i kind of freaked out because like at that moment i did not need him to calm me down i needed him to help me so i could finish the task that just upset me from not remembering it when I was already spitting. Um, but yeah, like anxiety disorder is not something that I can just turn off. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is it is not something as simple as me freaking out and then calming back down. I can't help the fact that my brain will spin itself into a frenzy mm-hmm. and I don't have control. Well, like one time when my old landlord was working to sell the property to the new landlord, um, we were like we were told like a couple days ahead of time like hey they're gonna have the inspector come around and look at things if you could just like tie things up and for some fucking reason out of the blue i ended up having a what i would call like a meltdown now what i saw at at the time was a panic attack Mm -hmm. because of anxiety but like my the autism caused me to have a meltdown because it was, to me, it was out of the blue and it put a, like, it interrupted everything and suddenly I had to make sure everything was perfect. Right. When they came over and, like, the anxiety part was, like, oh, my God, what are they going to say afterwards? Were they, like, mm-hmm. are we, like, was there something that wasn't right or something like right. that? Like, was there something that just didn't look clean enough? That was the, like, anxiety part, but the other part was, like, you like i was not expecting this right and i literally remember like panicking and starting having meltdown like just crying and i called into work and i literally told my manager i was like i am feeling extremely anxious to the point to where like i don't i don't think i'll be able to work because i feel like i'm gonna have a panic attack i was like i am so sorry i'm not gonna be able to come into work like I, and at the po- at the time I was undiagnosed, so I had no idea what was going on. Again, I thought it was just heightened anxiety. Right. But it was like, oh my god, now everything has changed, and 
Right. Like if every time I would get upset, and again, I learned like this was a meltdown, it felt like my entire was fucking crashing. Yeah. And I thought it was just about anxiety. Like, but like my autism caused me to have panic attacks, which also caused me to have meltdowns, which also a lot of times caused me to have shutdowns. But I don't know. Anyways, tangent. Sorry. You're- um, so my last one for the depression thing, which is something that I've been battling for years, years. Um, so just because I mask it, it doesn't mean I don't have it. It doesn't mean it, it's gone. Yep. It doesn't mean I'm cured. A lot of people will find out that I have depression issues and their first word is, I would never know. And it's like, yeah, because I'm really good at hiding the fact that I'm going through it for a lot of people, including my own spouse. Like, he'll notice certain things because I've learned to point them out. And it's like, okay, the house is a little bit messier than usual and I've allowed it to get there. Um, Stuff like that. Or like, I'm not taking as good care of myself. He can catch that. And, and he'll ask, like, is something going on? Do you need my help? You know, is it? And he can catch that. I can catch that. But, like, just because I mask it does not mean that I don't have it. It does not mean that it's not there under the surface. Um, and then, of course, like, something that I think a lot of people don't understand about depression, I wish they would, is sometimes it makes simple tasks really hard. Like, mm-hmm. something as simple as brushing my hair, brushing my teeth, mm-hmm. taking a shower, you know, like, I love shower and I love to take a shower. I feel so much better when I'm done. It's just the warm water is nice. But there have been so many times in my adult life, especially where the idea of getting in the shower is exhausting. Like the thought of washing my hair is exhausting. The thought of getting up and brushing my teeth is exhausting. And I found ways to like go around that. And so like I'll work my teeth in the shower because if I'm already in there, I might as well get that done too. Uh, Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. And yes, I can talk myself up to a point where I'm having a struggle. I get around it and figure out ways around it. But there are times that I can't. And yep. I wish people would understand, like, if I do something like I don't brush my teeth one day or I don't take a shower one day or even for a couple days, like, for especially for the shower thing, which doesn't happen very often for me. Like, if I let my hair go a couple days and then brush it later, mm-hmm. it's not because I'm gross. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because I literally can't muster the energy to do it. And as somebody who is such a germ phobe, I like to take at least two showers a day. Like, I relish in feeling clean. There is nothing worse to my brain than when I'm so caught in a depression slump that I can't bring myself to get clean. And I hate it. And it makes it worse because then it's like, oh my God, now I'm gross too. You know, and like, it's the thing, that's the thing, guys. People who are depressed are not lazy. And trust me, if we could get out of it and just change it, we would. Like, like again, I, you think that we want yeah. to feel like this? Do you, do you think it's fun for me to go directly against everything that I hold, like, dear to myself? Like I said, germaphobe, I like to feel clean. It is horrific for me to know, like, I didn't shower yesterday because I felt like shit. I didn't brush my teeth because I felt like crap, you know? It's just, sometimes it's hard to overcome that. So, those are my three, four things I wish people would understand about my now here's the one that we get to get into the fun part of a little bit because this is where there's going to be rants this is what these things are not mm-hmm. which we've already ranted a little bit but we're yeah and get back into that um i'll let you do yours because yours is interesting so mine like just both of them mine are not fake yeah some people think that people who either are self-assessed or are clinically diagnosed 
with ADHD and or autism are faking it. Like, if I was faking this whole fucking thing, then I, like, I deserve a fucking Oscar or something. Like, I need to be casted into movie roles because I'd be grateful. Like, because I would be acting so well that I wouldn't even know that I was acting. Like, you, like it, the ultimate method actor. Basically, it's, it's so frustrating. Because, again, for the third fucking time, you think I want to feel like this? Right. Like, if there was a cure, quote unquote, for ADHD, autism, like, if I could, if I had the choice to get rid of both of those, I don't think I would because... I know how I live, but for like the six millionth time, I'm gonna say something that's potentially controversial. If I had to go back to the beginning and it was like a sim, like a build your own character, <laughs> would I want to be born with ADHD and autism? I don't think so. Yeah, it, it just makes life It hard. makes life significantly harder. I wouldn't change who I am today but if I had to, like, go and, like, restart over, and they're like, hey, do you want to put in the ADHD and autism? I'd be like, no, because I don't want to struggle. I would like to keep the trauma to a minimum. Like, it it makes things so hard. And there are going to be some people who disagree with me, and I'd, I'm also going to say that that is not, like, I do not condone the eugenic side of things yeah um i don't think that we should get rid of adhd and autism even if there was a way i'm just saying that for me personally it makes things so much harder like i wouldn't take a magic pill just to erase everything today but if i had to go back to the beginning i don't think i would put it in there yeah um so yeah not fake you think I want to feel like this, really? You think I want to gaslight myself and not trust literally anything that I think, believe, or say? Like, really? Dude, that's why I'm so good at gaslighting. I gaslight myself, huh? Dude, I gaslight myself so fucking much. It's ridiculous. Like, I... Literally, I don't... Uh, I do it all the time. It's like, why do I do this? It's ridiculous. Um, also, I'm not spoiled. <laughs> like... When someone sees a kid who's having a temper tantrum in the, in the store, they usually think of like, "Oh, you're just spoiled little brat who got told." When I am I'm a, when I am having a meltdown, that is not what is going on. Like like I said before, when things don't go the way I plan them to go, it feels like my entire world is burning and crashing. Yeah, it feels like it's just so dramatic. Feels like the fucking end of the world for me. It feels like I'm not going to be able to recover. I don't know where to go from here. Like, and it's really, in reality, it's not that big of a deal. Like the inspection, it was not that big of a deal. But because it was a sudden change in my routine and it was unexpected, it was like I literally sat on the bench and I started sobbing and crying and panicking because I felt like my entire fucking world was crashing. Like it, and that, Again, is something that confirms the autism side of me is because literally every time something did not go to plan, I would start panic and think my whole fucking world was crashing and burning. Like, that's how it felt. Like, even when 
my mom and I were late for a concert. Like, I would start getting anxious and upset and frustrated because we were not, like, the day was not going how I planned. We still made it to the Halsey concert. I was fine. Missed the openers. I wasn't even really looking forward to the openers, but I was still really upset. And it was towards my mom because not driving as fast as I to be we did not get on the train as soon as i wanted to go we like did other fun things around the area that she wanted to go and i told her i was like yes like let's do that i want to i don't want to be in the hotel room i don't want to hurry up and wait like i want to actually explore i want to get out of my comfort zone but i was still constantly checking my phone and i was starting to get anxious and felt like the whole world was crashing right just because we were not getting to the concert exactly how i wanted to be like it it was ridiculous, and I I didn't take it out on my mom because I, like again, I kind of like I wasn't gas like I was gaslighting myself throughout the day, but this wasn't gaslighting myself. Like it, it's not really my mom's fault, right? Like I told her, yeah, let's go explore things. Like she she's like, hey, I saw that we could do these things before the concert. What do you think? We can use the train, so that way we don't have to drive. Fuck yeah, I don't want to drive. You don't want to drive. Let's do it. But it was still like I had the whole day planned in my head. And I'm like, I'm not going to put my mom through that. That's not fair to her. Um, So, yeah, I'm not a spoiled. I'm not spoiled brat. I almost never get my way anyways. Why do you think I have so many meltdowns? Um, Almost, again, part of the acting thing. I'm not faking it for attention. Again, you think I want to feel this way? Give me a fucking Oscar. Give me a Grammy or an Emmy. Like, I give me an award, name me the best actress of the century because I don't even know that I'm acting. I don't even know that I'm faking it for attention. It's fucking ridiculous. And then with autism, a lot of what neurotypicals naturally go towards is the infantilization. Yeah. And the constant underestimation, like, oh, you're autistic, even though you're the exact same person that I worked with for the last two years suddenly in my mind you are not capable of doing these things and i have to start talking down to you yeah see no i'm a fucking person i'm an adult talk to me like you were before i'll just tell you whether something bothers me or i'll tell you if i need something like not that fucking hard every time i say that i'm like swing step rock (laughs) it's not that fucking hard (laughs) yeah well it's again thank you for coming to my ted talk there's my tandem there's harry So for mine, and I think I already kind of mentioned this, but I'm going to say it again. 
my OCD is not me being a just picky neurotic or hyper anal. Mm-hmm. It's not me being, you know, specific about where I put everything and all of that. It is so much more than that. Yeah. Because I have the tendency where it's like, I have to get up and lock my door and check it multiple times. And I have to recheck everything before I go to sleep or somebody's going to break into my house. It's the, I have to make sure that my dog's locked in before I leave for work. And I have to make sure my stove is off and my fridge is closed and everything is closed and turned off. Because if not, my house is going to catch on fire or my dog is going to get sick and get hurt because he did something in his mouth. I have the panic where it's like, and I'll get up out of bed trying to go to sleep if I didn't check the doors or I know that, like, my partner didn't. Well, like, you literally told me that, like, a lot of the times you just straight up told your partner, like, not to worry about it and that you'll do it or else you're going to have to recheck his work anyways. Just, just to make sure, because like it's a you thing. It's it ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like my other one, which you made the joke of. That's still my favorite joke is about the soda cans. <laughs> so like, I will not drink out of any kind of can before I clean it, because of a story I heard about a woman who drank out of a can and got sick from like rat peeing on it. Mm-hmm. And so like, I refuse to drink out of an unclean can because of that. Like, I always think I'm gonna drink this and then I'm gonna get sick and then I'm gonna die and then what happens. And we were in the car and I was explaining that to Shay. <laughs> Shay's like, you're not OCD at all. Yeah, it's not me, you know, being a simple. It's kind of how they make it. I like this one. It's not a joke. A lot of, you know, times that you see it, it's made a joke about, you know, I like my pen in this spot and everything has its place. And, you know, all the hand goods in the same direction. It is not like that. And that joke that people make about it is what mis- like, gives them a misconception of what it is. So no, I'm not just being picky. I'm not just being hyper anal. It is the idea that something bad will happen if I don't do the things that I do and check them. Like, I'm that person that will sit at my computer with a, with a document and hit save like 15 times because if I don't hit it multiple times, it may not have saved and then my work is gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, my anxiety. It's... Not in my control, as I said. Do you think that I would choose to constantly have these issues mm-hmm. if I had the choice? Yeah. So anyway, my uh, huh, my anxiety is also not a choice, you guys. Again, I would not choose to feel this way. I would not choose to constantly feel like something is wrong, something you know bad is going to happen, or like you said, like my world's crashing down. I wouldn't choose that. I can feel those feelings of impending doom that happen to me a lot. And I don't enjoy it. And there are certain things that really get my anxiety worked up that like, I can't just let it go. I can't just ignore it. It's impossible to ignore because it becomes debilitating to the point where it's like, and this is where the OCD comes in. I used to have really bad anxiety surrounding the weather when we lived in Colorado because we survived a lot of scary weather things there. So I became really obsessive about checking the weather app constantly throughout the day. Constantly. Because it made me feel better. But it kind of didn't at the same time because then I'm not more anxiety. So, yeah, it is definitely not something I can control. I wish I could. And it's not something I want to medicate either because I just don't really want to go down that route. And then my depression, it is not just being sad, you guys. It is not just being sad. I am not just sad. There's so much more to it than just sad. I think a lot of people misunderstand that. And like I said, it's not gross. I may have days where it's hard for me to do basic tasks. That doesn't mean I'm a disgusting person. Yeah. You know? Um, and then the last thing, and I really hate this people, like, happiness is a choice. Maybe for somebody who's neurotypical, but for somebody like me who has depression issues, it is not something that I decide, I'm going to be happy and not have this, and it's gone and I'm cured. 
that's not how it works. I'm not just, I don't get to just cure myself. I, I, just, I wish I could. Are you kidding me? It'd be so good. I wish I could. But anybody with depression issues knows, like, you can't really control that. I wouldn't choose this for anybody, including myself. So, yeah, you guys, it's not a choice. A lot of this stuff is not a choice, and it's not a joke, and it's not fake. It is not just people looking for attention, which I think a lot of people think about a lot of neuroemergencies and mental health issues. It is not people looking for attention. It's something that we can't control. I would rather not have. Yeah. I would love to not be, you know, anxious all the time. I would love to not be depressed. I would really love I didn't have OCD, because seriously... I take much longer to get things done because of that. And it's very exhausting sometimes. Yep. It's just, yeah. But yeah, you guys, that's kind of it. Welcome to our rant. Are we over an hour? Yeah, an hour and a half. So that's our, uh, are we going to call it a rant? Our TED Talk? Everything? <laughs> Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything here. Anyways. And, uh... That dog's trying to break in. Yeah, she is. You can find us on all major podcast streaming uh, places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. you name it. Uh, and you can also follow us on TikTok or on Instagram. Sounds like a personal problem podcast all over there, too. So feel free to uh, come stop us on our social media account for that one. Go ahead, because we post fun shit. We'll post more fun shit. So, yeah. But until next time, please drink some water. Do dehydrated, amazing little cucumbers. See you later, bitches. Bye.